baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Tuesday evening update of its news to us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And and now that we've uh, finished watching the uh, final uh, U.S. game of the uh, World Cup, or at least for the group stage, we can actually yes. move, move forward and actually do the podcast. Um, it was a little delayed because uh, we were all huddled around the TV in, in my office uh, Watching, watching the uh, final nine to ten minutes of that game, which were a little nerve wracking, but uh, you know, we'll move on to doing what our actual jobs are at this point. Uh, yes. So, um, getting into the the news of the day, uh, unfortunately, we go from what was a very happy note to to a sad note. Uh, Congressman Donald McEachin passed away late Monday evening, or at least news broke of that late Monday evening. Um, I know we put this story up somewhere after 10 o'clock last night. Um, he had just won re-election to Congress a couple of weeks ago. I know it seems like election day was actually like two months ago, but it was actually just a few weeks ago. Um, in fact, uh, I want to say it was like three weeks ago today. It's, it's, it hasn't been, hasn't been that long. No. But um, he, uh, he passed away Monday evening. Uh, he had been fighting uh, cancer for years. Uh, I want to say almost a decade. Um, and um, just lost his battle with cancer. Um, flags are flying at half staff, both uh, in Washington and uh, here in Virginia, the governor ordering it, as well as the House Speaker and uh, President Joe Biden. Um, so flags are at half staff. We haven't really gotten into the story of what happens next. That will come at a later time. We figured today was more focusing on um Senator McEachin's passing and uh, some of the recollections of him. Um, I know Senator Warner put out a statement last night calling him a wonderful friend. Um, Senator Kane put out a statement. A number of Democrats put out a statement. Um, you know, he was highly regarded. Um, he was a pretty, uh, pretty funny guy, too, at times. I will tell you, um, he had, uh, as uh, Gary Hess will tell you, one of the greatest concession speeches of all time in 2001 when he lost uh the race for attorney general in which he said, I guess it's going to be a normal day tomorrow at the McEachin law firm uh, because he had won the election. So it's just back to back to his normal work. Um, also, he was a fairly prominent pastor as well. And I once interviewed him. It was in court. I can't remember exactly what the court case was. I think it was a recount case, but I can't remember. And I had asked him something along the lines of playing devil's advocate. And he stopped me right there and said, you've got to be careful who you advocate for, son. And <laughs> so, I mean, he, he was pretty good. He was pretty good with the words. He, you know, he did an excellent job. He was a delegate. He was a state senator um, and a congressman. And unfortunately, died far too soon. He was only 61 years old. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, we'll, in the coming days, we'll be doing the stories on, on how uh, things move forward for there, but we didn't figure that that was that was necessary to do uh, today. Moving from uh, Congressman McEachin's death to another very weighty story, the Chesapeake story continues to be a story. Um, we found out today that a lawsuit has been filed against Walmart in Chesapeake, 
circuit court, a $50 million lawsuit by one of the survivors of um, the Chesapeake shooting. Uh, this woman, uh, Danya uh, Priolo, I believe is her last name, um, filed the suit. She claimed that she was in the break room at the time of the shooting, just missed being shot. When she fled, uh, she tripped and fell and uh, hurt her knee and elbow. And also claims that she had gone to Walmart about the shooter um, two months ago. And that was told that nothing could be done because he was favored by management. And nothing was done. She also said that he had made, uh, had harassed her, made inappropriate comments, had said to coworkers, have you received your active shooter training? And then walked away after making those comments. Um, just acting, acting weird. And so there's now this $50 million lawsuit, how it proceeds, whether or not it gets thrown out, whether or not Walmart ever, you know, ever, uh, you know, deals with it or, you know, if it's thrown out or settles or whatever still remains to be seen, but that's far off, uh, far off in the future. Um, Walmart has spoken out about what they're doing with this store. I will, will tell you that uh, it's going to remain closed for the foreseeable future. I don't think that's surprising to you or to, to anyone, David, that they would. I mean, I, I think it would be very awkward at the holidays to be going into that store right now. My guess is it's closed for 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 multiple, multiple months. Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. The, good, the good news is, is they are going to continue to play, pay the associates that were working there regardless of the schedule. So it's not as if uh, associates are going to be losing out that money with the, with the store being closed. Um, so, so Walmart ha- has made some decisions in regarding in, in regards to the store. And that's the one that's right off of uh, I-64 at Battlefield uh, Boulevard uh, in Chesapeake. If you take 64 in that, that area. Um, mm-hmm. Another unfortunately weighty story and sad story. Yeah. You went, you went down to Prince George today and, um, for the funeral of the family from Chesterfield uh, that was shot and killed um, to s- the Friday before Thanksgiving um, in what appears to be a domestic situation. What was it like down, your, down there? What was the reaction from the family with, with the funeral now, now taking place? Yes, it was, um, you know, it was understandably pretty uh, somber down there. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was outside of uh, Destination Church, which is where the funeral was being held uh, in Prince George. And I I and uh, several other reporters had the opportunity to talk to um, uh, Stephen Bradshaw, who was uh, the cousin of Joanna Cottle, the woman uh, who was murdered. Uh, got to talk to him for a few minutes. And, you know, he he really, even though it was, you know, definitely an emotional time for uh, him and everyone else who knew that, that family, um, you know, was talking about it as more of a celebration of, of their lives. Um, and, you know, had invited, uh, us, you know, media people there specifically because he and the rest of the family wanted to make sure that, you know, they were remembered correctly, essentially that they were remembered, uh, as they were, uh, rather than, you know, as people may, uh, you know, without, without information about them, you know, whatever people might think. Right. And, and, and to be clear, I mean, not, and, and I know you, you, your experience in covering stuff is limited. You're, you're, you're new to the business. Um, mm-hmm. But not every 
funeral, major funeral is like this. Most of the time we are not, you know, invited in. Um, they, they've been very open and, 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 you know, willing to talk both during the vigils and, and during the funeral to, to ensure that their, their family members are remembered in a way that they wanted. Yes. That's the thing. I mean, there's been, uh, media, you know, at the vigil and they even, uh, said, you know, they asked that only one TV camera be present for actually in the service itself, but they even invited, you know, a TV camera in at all, which was, of course, you know, very unusual. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the hearses, they kind of had, uh, some special ones, you know, picked out in remembrance of the family. Uh, they had a, a motorcycle drawn carriage for one, because apparently the kids loved, uh, motorcycles and cars and that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, and then they were, buried and there was a like a private separate uh service just for the family at the gravesite. so they also have their own moment alone right and, and to, to remind folks of the circumstance of this uh this was a quadruple homicide that happened early on the friday uh before thanksgiving um a family of, of four a, a woman and her three kids uh and later that day um her ex-boyfriend was arrested up in Maryland. He's a former, former Navy guy was arrested up in Maryland. He's been charged with, uh, with killing all four. Um, and it, it, the legal process has only just begun there, but he will be tried here in, in Chesterfield, uh, for, mm-hmm. for that homicide. They, they narrowed on him pretty quickly and had him arrested back at his home in Waldorf, Maryland, pretty quickly thereafter the, the, uh, the initial shootings the early that morning, but the, yes. this was an area just off of 288 and Hopkins road, generally quiet neighborhood um, that, uh, you know, and, and also it's come at a period, you know, came in a period of uh, a lot of tragedy in Virginia it continues, uh, yeah, unfortunately to, to the end. <laughs> of this so um, moving on to our final story. I um, mean, you, you talked to AAA back before Thanksgiving, they were anticipating pretty, pretty heavy travel for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And unfortunately, they were, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, with that um, has come a large number of fatalities, which is somewhat weird. And it was such a big jump from 2021 because the numbers they were expecting were basically the same as 2021. It was going to be heavy, but it was it was still generally the same numbers. And we saw the numbers go from five fatalities in 2021 to 14 in mm-hmm. uh, 2022, which is, you know. So very surprising. Normally you see a jump of two, maybe you don't see a jump of nine. Yeah. So, um, that's, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that's a very startling, uh, increase, you know? Well, and even more startling. Okay. Of the 14, just so, so people understand the numbers, because, you know, I can't like write them on a whiteboard for you, for, for you on the, on the podcast, but there were 14 people killed. There were three pedestrians. Okay. And one motorcyclist. So there were 10 people killed in cars. Of the 10 people killed in cars, eight were not wearing their seatbelt, which is shocking. Um, uh, There were eight people not wearing their seatbelts. And state police truly believe that a number of those could have been saved had they been wearing their seatbelts. And they're heavily stressing that message that people need to wear Mm -hmm. their seatbelts, especially as we're in the holiday season. But you know, basically all the time, wear your seatbelt. Because um, yeah. 80% of those killed in the car were not wearing their seatbelt. 
that's what I, when I talked to them a little before Thanksgiving and they, you know, the DMV was talking about the importance of seatbelts and they said like over all car crashes, you know, wearing a seatbelt makes you uh, over 50% uh, less likely to die. Um, so I'm sure going into the holidays, like we're probably gonna hear a lot more, especially after these Thanksgiving numbers from, from the DMV and AAA and those folks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really there's two things that they're stressing and they're both very simple. Okay. Wear a seatbelt. And if you're drinking, don't drive. They arrested 93 drivers for, for DUI in the state over the Thanksgiving holiday, which is a large number as well. They're just, you know, you can get an Uber, you can get a designated driver. Don't drink and drive. Don't. Um, and make sure you wear your seatbelt. Those two things will, will improve your odds tremendously. Because, I mean, you think about it, you get hit and you're not wearing your seatbelt, you're bouncing around the car or through a windshield or whatever. It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. um, other than that, that's basically what we had for you, had for you today. It's an unfortunately weighty, you know, sad day. Um, you know, we're dealing with a lot of death, unfortunately, but this is what this month, unfortunately, has been. Um, looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, Senator Tim Kaine has an immediate availability. Um, he's going to talk a little bit more about Donald McKeach, and we'll follow up on what procedures come next uh, in regards to uh, to um, whoever sits in the fourth district seat, and obviously anything else that breaks, we'll make sure that we're on top of it uh, as the day goes on. So this has been the Tuesday evening edition of its news to us for David Lefkowitz. I'm Matt Demline. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 